welcome, welcome, welcome to the Back Porch Conjure. I am Ifa Bayo. Welcome, welcome. Grab a seat, cup a squat, get a pillow, a chair, hell, get a blanket, sit right here on the stoop next to me. Get you something cold to drink, something hot, some water, some tea, some coffee. Hell, it's three o'clock somewhere, for real. Get your drink on. Told y'all, back to back. <clears throat> Anchor, all of them are doing maintenance. It's the best time to do it. You don't think, you know, it's going to be tomorrow. Everybody's going to be still getting hungover or whatever. So it's going to be down. And I usually do my show <clears throat> on that. So I said, let me kill two birds with one stone and give them back to back. And you got double, to, double for the price of one. How y'all doing? <clears throat> You know, we all want to try to save those that we love. Be out our children, our friends, you know, people we, we hold dear. We want to save them from the pitfalls and from the problems and the dangers. You know, and it's right because you, you save those things you love. And, you, you know, you try to lead people and guide them. But what happens when those people don't want to be saved? What happens when those people tell you those famous words, I didn't ask you to? What happens when those people see the wrong and they just in a fucked up place mentally and they just think they deserve it? Because you can run into a brick wall, keep on showing them caution signs, red flags, danger, and they still be going. Because you got to allow people to get sick and tired of being sick and tired. Some people don't. Some people just settle. Some people really are their own worst enemy. You have to be strong enough to walk away. Because maybe it's not your time. We can't do the work for them. The chick that plays the mom on Blackish, forgive me for not knowing her name right now. But she said, you know, once you sit and shit long enough, it loses its smell. I've been there. I've been there. <clears throat> so let me <laughs> share my story. I got married to my husband, Roosevelt. And everybody, I'm talking about everybody, said he wasn't shit. As a friend, he was cool. But as a husband, a lover, they was like, yo, don't do it. He's horrible. You have more. They used to call him the Dirty Dozen, the Dirt Bombs from the Boulevard. You know, I lived in a house. My family, they didn't have mad money, but they was comfortable at a certain, you know, after a certain age. Um, you know, my pops, he made sure I have, you know. Then, you know, I was getting money here and there. So, I was good, right? I, I didn't have all of the name brands, but I had a few of them. So, you know, I started doing my thing and, you know, I had my two kids, so I was okay. And life hit me. My brother died. My son died. Like, shit was just all messed up. My daughter's father, L, God bless the dead, because then he was alive. He was just spiraling. So I was like, I was in a fucked up place, mentally. Mentally, I was in a fucked up place. So in my head, I didn't think I deserved anything good. So I settled. And no matter how many of my friends, and I loved them for it, they was like, yo, you could do better. Like, yo, that's not the do for you. Yo. 
The more they criticized him, the closer I became to him. I'm not even going to lie. Because I thought and I felt that, you know, life just threw me a curveball and I settled. I didn't fold. I settled. I settled. Like, you know, I I don't deserve anything good because, you know, these people are going. I was in a dark place. That's why I'm grateful when people go, you know, if you lost, took a loss, be it in death or a job, a marriage, heal first before jumping into a relationship. For real. Because you're going to enjoy what you are. Pain. <laughs> For real. So, I still was with them. Man, my mom, my sisters, my cousins, friends, all of them. My brother would bring people up there and be like, yo, look how she living. Look, look, she with this nigga. I used to be like, I don't care. He used to be like, man, where I'm telling you, this is how fucked up they were living. I got a house. My mom and them had a house. They wasn't renting. They owned this house. We had mortgages. This nigga, they would have to buy gallons of water. They had to go and use the store's bathroom because they didn't have one. The grandmother lived in her room. She ain't wash up or nothing because they had no running water. Yo, they was, oh my God. Like it was one big homeless. And Joycey had her kids in there. Like it was horrible. <laughs> it was horrible. I'm not even going to lie. I, I really would just look around and be like, yo, I hit rock bottom. <laughs> For real. The Dirty Dozen was an understatement. But I didn't feel like I deserved anything. I was broken. And then I turned around and married him. Married him. My mother looked at me and said, hey, you'll never get my blessing. I said, it's okay. So, tell you how. My mother used to always say that, and you're going to hear a lot of that through these podcasts every once in a while. My mother used to always say, when you get tired of being sick and tired, it's God like turn on a light switch somewhere inside of you. And it's not a loud switch. Because you're not going to spaz out. You're, not, you're just going to change. It's like God turned on a light switch. Well, the day we got married, it was January. My daughter, Rachel's birthday is January 21st. Shabbat's birthday is January 22nd. I got married January 23rd. I'll never forget that shit. And we went to the courthouse, right? Got married. When we left, I had to go pay my light, I mean, my phone bill, my house phone. Back then it was Bell South, so this was a while ago. This was over 30 years ago. Um, I had to run up to Jamaica Avenue. We left from Queens Boulevard. We ran to the Jamaica Avenue, because I had to go in there and pay a light, I mean, my um, house phone bill, my bag. And while we were standing there, just got married. We standing there, right? I'm paying my bill. This nigga ain't had no money. <laughs> Rosa, right? Name was Rosa. She lived over there for 118. <clears throat> she came in there. Now, mind you, he was fucking Rosa. I heard about it. I never saw. Right? 
We just got married, so ain't nobody knew except for Kia and Sifa. That was it. Sifa drove us. Kia was there. She was watching my son and daughters. So we got married. The news didn't hit. Nobody didn't know. <laughs> so she's online. She sees him. Now, any other time, y'all, I would have spazzed out. I would have turned everything in that motherfucker over. We'd all been sitting in central bookings the whole nine. I don't know what was the day. I don't know if God turned on a light switch, as my mama said. I don't know what the fuck happened. So I'm standing, waiting. You had two people in front of me. I'm standing there waiting. My husband, right, because we just got married, had the ink wasn't even dry. He's standing next to me. Rosa is two people behind us. She looks. She said, Ro, what's up? And he got his head down. She said, I don't get a kiss or nothing. She was like, what's up? She's like, you know, like shocked. Like, you my man. You was just with me last night. Because when he came in, he came in in the morning like, come on, let's go get married. That's how that played out, right? Me, my happy-go-dumb looking ass. Okay. So... We go get married. Not worrying where this nigga done been at, whatever. Okay. So, I'm standing there. He don't know because Donna might tear this motherfucker up. So, he don't know what I'm capable of doing. He don't know what she might be capable of doing. So, he got his head down. She's like, where my kiss at? Like, damn, you wasn't like this last night. That nigga looked down, looked at me and was like, yo, stop playing. You see me with my wife. She said, wife? <laughs> like, maybe her light switch kicked on. I don't know. So now it's my turn to go and pay the bill. He ain't got no money, so I got to walk up here and pay the bill. Now, mind you, she's standing. She done moved ahead in front of those two people that was in front of her. And she's like, when the fuck you get a wife? You ain't have a fucking wife last night when you was fucking me. I'm paying the bill. After I finished, because they used to give you this little pink, little receipt shit. I looked at him. I said, you, you ready? And I kept walking. Walked all the way home, stopped off, got me my tea with milk, cream, and sugar. Kept on walking to the house. Had my, um, matter of fact, because, yeah, I was starting to be a vegan. So I had um, tea, but I would get the, back then, I would get the soy milk. I ain't no better than you know, I was starting off being a vegan. So I had all these fruits and stuff, and I cut them up, and I made a beautiful fruit basket for me to eat. I took a beautiful piece of material, put it on the floor. Look, here, I had the kids, so I didn't have to worry. Put it on the floor. I had two candles lit, and I was watching some documentary that was on. I, I didn't even care about him. He comes in maybe about 30 minutes into the documentary that I was watching. I can't even remember what the fuck it was. I'm not even going to lie. Um... And now he done, he's telling on himself. When I tell you, y'all, I was eating the fruit and so in tuned in the documentary and plus having a meeting with all the Donnas in my head, I wasn't even acknowledging him. But I heard him. He was like, oh, it's always, you always thinking I'm fucking somebody. That's Mike, girl. I told her, stop playing with me. I wasn't there. Ask Mike, you know, this is the shit I'm talking about. Y'all, I'm still focused on the show, eating the fruit, not having my water. Wasn't even paying attention to him. 
Real talk. This nigga going off. Oh, I guess you want me to leave. I saw him get his bag. I saw him put his shit in there. I didn't stop him. I was still focusing, eating my fruit every so often. I look at him, and I just kept on. I'm telling y'all, he left. I didn't go running after him. I didn't give a fuck. None of that. That next day, I got up. There was a school for computers called SCS. I went up to Jamaica Avenue, took the test, and passed, and got accepted in class. Went down to Wilford Academy. My hair was long. I went and got it cut and turned into a bob. Had a doobie. Went and brought me some, you know, little outfits, because I was starting school. Brought my kids a little outfit. Went home. Showed the paper to my mother. She said, oh, okay. Didn't discuss if he was there, not there. He wasn't even a factor. My mother didn't say anything because usually she would. My mother call you on your bullshit. So usually she would. She didn't say nothing. She said, all right. I said, no, they have, you know, my kids was in school. They'll be in school and I get out at two. I could drop them off, walk on up to the Ave, get to class. You know, by the time I get out at two, I can do a little bit of homework. Then go get them from Amistad, um, the date, the after school, and then get home and finish what I'm doing. I didn't look for him. I didn't be around the people that was around him. I started school. I was in there for a good, maybe about three or four months. People didn't see me. It was school, whatever work I had to do. And so it was a scam. I ain't even going to lie because we had to take out a big ass loan. So every three months, which was four times out of a year, they give you $800. And in between that week, you will get $75 for your car fare, your lunch money, and whatever else they might want to, you know, help you with. So I had that. And so I had a little change here and there, right? My kids was in school. I didn't have to really worry. I mean, we had like study groups. I would go and get my nails done, my feet done, make sure my hair was dead. I'd be in class. I wasn't trying to be the popular one. I wasn't trying to be the teacher's pet. I was there just to learn, to find a skill and keep going. Um, I remember seeing his cousin, Mike and Robert Charles, and they were like, where you going? Why are you all dressed up? I said, like, yo, I'm going to school. All right. So they walked me. Because they didn't believe me. And every time they tried to bring up his name, I was like, yo, I don't, I don't really care about that. Like, he has his life, I have mine. And it was being for real. So, I would, we would go and eat lunch at Gert's Mall. I see people here and there. I'd be like, yo, what's up, what's up? And kept on doing. We have our study group. And usually in school settings, a lot of people start talking to each other. I wasn't there for that. I was not. I, I remained focused. I was not there for that. I remember one of the brothers was like, yo, you know, I'd like to take you out. Or he'd be like, no, I got her lunch. And I used to be like, no, thank you. Thank you so much. But I'm not here to find a love. Like, at the end of the day, I was married, like, for real. So I was like, no, I'm not here to find anybody. I'm not here to be in a relationship. I'm really just here to get through this and, you know, finish and, you know, change my life. So I went down to Wilford Academy one day. Never forget I was looking at these green shoes in the window, right? I was looking at these green shoes. And I walked down to Wolford. I went and got my hair done. 
And then I went through the colleague block and I got my nails and feet done. And while I was walking, I see my ex-husband. I see Ro. In his hand is a bag. The green shoes I wanted. He was like, here, I seen you was looking at him. And I'm like, what do you want? Right? I wasn't trying to be mean or disrespectful or anything. I wasn't happy to see him or really I didn't have no feelings toward him. And he was like, yo, I miss my family and I want to tell the truth. And he was going through the whole, you know how dudes are when they get caught. I was like, okay, right? But I really did want those shoes, no shade. <laughs> so he was like, here, I brought these for you. He was like, you know, I've been following you, right? And I'm like, what? He was like, yeah, you know, I'll be walking behind you when you go to school. Like one day I was um, going to pay for your tea and let them just give it to you for free and all of this. And I was like, okay. He was like, you know, so you got a man up there? No. And I wind up, he would come and meet me and walk me to school and, or he'll come and we'll have lunch or whatever, right? I believe that you get tested by the universe to see if you really healed or whatever. There was no healing, right? Not even gonna lie. There was no healing. And in the back of my mind, I'm gonna be honest, in the back of my mind, I had that one diner that was really being truthful, like, bitch, this is not what you want. This dude ain't going to change while you sitting here. Fuck those shoes. You going to get some money. You can buy your own goddamn shoes. You don't really need them. They ain't that cute anyway. Um, but I had this cute little green plaid uh, skirt, pleated skirt. Oh, man, it was green and blue, but it was plaid. And I had this white blouse and those shoes with a thick stockings. Set it off, right? But that was back then. So I wind up sleeping with him. I ain't even gonna lie. And I remember, I hate embarrassment. I do. Right? And like I said, I was doing good in that school. I wind up sleeping with him, which was the first fucking mistake. And I own that. I get up to school. And remember, I told you the brother was trying to talk to me. And I let him know from the door, nah, player. Like, I'm really here to learn. I'm not here to talk to nobody. Like, I hang around these people because the only thing we have in common is school. Once we leave here, I go home. I'll never see these people again. So we have lunch and all that. I didn't flirt. Some people will mistake good manners and good home training for flirting. And because, you know, I'm not, I was a mother still, remember that. I would, you know, grab napkins and straws and stuff and be like, he actually like wiped the table off. This nigga was like, yo, I never had a woman like that. Like, come on, player. Like, I, that's not, like, I'm not here for that, right? And we talking 30 something years ago. So back then, niggas didn't, they, they weren't on a, a full tank of gas. So I get to class, right? And Ro walked me, and I'm up in class. This dude gonna say, oh, I'm happy my wife here. Damn. And he walks up to my ex-husband. And he was like, yo, you her brother? Like, yo, because I've been trying to talk to her. She's, she be flirting. So I'm standing there like, uh-uh, don't do that. Like, why, why would you do that? I, I don't fuck with you now. Nah, now nah, I'm only playing. But if you her brother, let me tell y'all what happened. 
This nigga said, I'm talking about my ex-husband. I knew you was up here fucking with somebody. I knew it. And you sitting here saying I was the one. And we started fighting in the school. I was so embarrassed. I quit. I just walked out and never came back. I wouldn't even walk down Godbrook Boulevard on Jamaica Avenue by the school. I wouldn't. Because I was so fucking embarrassed and I was so mad. Because one, I was mad at myself first. Let me let y'all know. Like, why did I invite this nigga back in my life? I was doing so fucking great. Right? And I found myself back being in this brokenness. Like, yo, this is what the fuck I get. I'm mad at this dude because I'm like, yo, I never even tried to talk to you. You fucking using good manners or home training that my mother raised me. Wait, I'm flirting with you like that never happened. And now with this nigga that, yo, you don't even have a fucking future. You are fucking moron and I'm sorry I even got back in the world with you. Oh my God. I left. I went home. I was so ready to pack my shit and just leave, pack my kids up and leave and bounce. Yo, I started, I knew I didn't want to go back to that dark place where I was. That was like number one, because I already proved to myself that you're unworthy to do anything. I really did. I went, I just started, yo, I started changing. I don't know if it was the prayer. I don't know if, I remember I had, I was sitting on the step. I had Didi then, right? Because now I'm back and forth with this dude, right? And I'm, like, really hating myself to the point of I'm so hating myself. Because I know for a fact, like, there's nothing good that can come with me and him. Nothing. Right? And I'm like, yo, I deserve better. But I was at a point in life that I didn't know how to get to better. I knew better was there. I just didn't know how to get there. And it, I just knew that my life had a purpose and he wasn't in it. So I remember sitting outside with my mom and I broke down, y'all. I was like, yo, I can't, I can't. I love him, but I don't love him. Like I love him as a friend. I always love people as friends. But I can't see us being uh, a couple or moving together because he'll settle for just anything. And I know there's more for my life. And my mother, she had Didi in her hands. And she said, baby, you down there. I said, down where? She said, on your ass. She said, the most you can do right now is pray. She said, take your ass in the backyard, put your hands in the dirt and pray. Y'all, I don't know if it was my hands in the dirt. I don't know if it was the prayer. I don't know if it was just, I just threw up and surrendered to God or the universe or the ancestors. I don't know. I don't. But I know that night, I went right back there. She had dug up because she was, you know, back out there in the, in the yard. And I put my hands in there and I said, God, I can't do this by myself. I can't because I'll go back. I'm weak. I love him, but I don't love him like that. And I know if there's a calling or whatever in my life, I need help getting there. Because I think that I'm so hurt and so lost that this is what I deserve. But that's the dark side of me. That's the unhealed version of me.
The other me is fighting. I, I, maybe I'm crazy. I said, but I need some help. Y'all, my daughter turned one October 31st. Seven days later, I was going to move with him to Far Rockaway into an apartment. Me, him, and my three children. I packed up all my stuff, knowing in my heart, I can't lie, I did not want to go. But I was, I was settling, you know, hoping that maybe if I, you know, without anybody else's intrusions, maybe he'll change and he'll do right and the fighting to stop and maybe we just needed to start. I may be my fucking self into a hole deeper than I ever can imagine. The day we were supposed to move, my friend Teresa knocked on the door and gave me the newspaper. She said, bitch, I was waiting for you. Here, my husband was on the front page of the news for murdering two people on God Bro Boulevard. I said, what? <laughs> Went up there, took his cousin. Robert Charles didn't want to go, but I forced him. We got off the 60, the police grabbed him and beat him, beat him. He testified against him. It was like, you know, he's known for shooting at people and stuff. And he might have killed them. And they used that to convict him. And um, he wound up doing 22 years. 22 years. I went to go visit him. I had my kids. I was pregnant. I went to go visit him. And he had another woman up there. I turned around. The police, the COs, they was like, yo. Because, <clears throat> you know, you have the, the little light, the neon lighty thing to show you the, the signature. And the guy was like, the other CO was like, yo, what we going to do? And he was like, yo, but this is wife. This is my friend Penny. <laughs> she was sitting in the back. <laughs> I was like, yo, I just want my coffee and you're going to buy my kids some lunch. I'm not here to argue with you. you fucking them. I don't care. I don't. I went home. Changed my life. I did. I had a way out. I was still arguing with women. <clears throat> Tell you, my, my ex-husband was fucking anybody. I was arguing with women, and I never forget with Sherry and them. I said, why am I arguing with you? This nigga in jail, he's not coming home for another 20-something years. I don't know if I'm going to be around. You don't even know if you're going to be around. Why we arguing? Why, ma? Tell me the reason why. I've seen girls like, well, you know he's my... Ma, why? At the end of the day, why? Who cares? He ain't here to do nothing with nobody. Nada. God bless the dad, even Joyce. It's chick Joyce. She wanted to fight me, get my son jumped. Hold nine. Why are you arguing over a nigga that's not here? See, I'm not that girl. And, and I'll tell you why I'm not that girl. I'm not that girl to argue over a nigga that's not worth arguing over. What, what, I'm, what I'm arguing with? What, for what? what? What are we getting out of it? The nigga's in jail. What are we getting out of it? 
We're not getting anything. I know I'm not. So why am I sitting here wasting time and energy and all that? Nah, I got shit to do. I ain't got nothing to prove. I'm out. For real. Like, it was, it was, it was something that I needed. Because I knew I wasn't strong to do it on my own. I knew it. I knew it. Because in my head, I just assumed I, this is what I deserve, part of me. But the other part of me was like, yo, you can do so much better. So I did it. It changed my life. I started loving me more. I started putting me first. It wasn't easy. And I remember I saw Monique. She was working at Rikers Island. She was like, yo, when the last time you saw your ex-husband? Because he divorced me while he was in jail, which was the best thing in the world he could have did. Real talk. Um, and I was like, yo, I haven't seen him. She was like, yo, you should see him, you know, because he's been through a lot. And I was like, yeah. So here it is. I go up there. And I'm like, yo, you know, I'm trying to tell them about the kids. I was like, you know, you can call, speak to them and stuff. But through the whole thing, it was, give me a kiss. I know you're fucking somebody. I know you're doing this. Nigga, you in jail. Why are you worrying about it? I got married. Like, I'm living my life. I don't even live in New York. I live in Atlanta. So I came up here to visit, and I let my husband know I'm coming to visit you to make sure you're okay. Like, you still my dog. Some people you can't. You have to leave them totally alone. Because they need to learn. They got to mature. They got to grow up. Oh, my God. He would just dog out. He would just go off. And I was like, one day he was going off. I was like, yo, I'm cutting this visit short. I'm out. And I went to go visit my homeboy Compton. God bless the day. I did. I was like, yo, I ain't got time for this shit. I'm wasting my coffee, motherfucker. <laughs> like, for real. So, long story short... He comes home. They call me. I live in Atlanta. He comes home. And my my friend called me and she was like, yo, you know, he would like to see his kids and stuff. And I said, oh, okay. So I said, well, set it up. You know, me and my son and all those, we all went to uh, Sunrise. I was like, Green Acres, you know, because that's a public place and stuff. And, you know, so... My ex-husband, he was on tour because he was Eminem's bodyguard. So he was on tour. But I called him, let him know, listen, this is what he made sure he paid for the tickets. He did all that. He was like, yo, video it, you know, because that's her dad. So make sure, you know, she she gets that. So I'm like, okay, okay. So we did that. You would have thought, like, okay, she traveled. She ain't. She don't want you. She's living her life. Be happy. No, not real. We're staying at the hotel. He's like, oh, come on, me and you. And I'm like, no, I'm married. So he tries to kiss me. And I do. I have that conversation with my, you know, my husband. Like, yo, you know, he was like, answer me this. Do you want to be with him? I said, no. He said, then that's an upset. He said, real talk. Because I didn't hide anything. I didn't, I didn't need to. I'm, I was living my life. You know, and freedom is something that I really cherish. Like, I really cherish. So, we get back to Atlanta, and I'm like, yo, you know, you could call her, make sure he sent her a pair of sneakers, you know, and I'm like, 
out of all these years, that's all you do. But that's not my problem, right? Okay. So when we came up, I said, you know, you can meet us at Tressie's. And he's like, oh, I want her to come with me. No, wait, hold on. You've been going for all these years, right? So the first time he came home, she was 16. The second time, because he went right back. And the second time he came home, she was 20. She was going on 22. I'm like, yo, she she don't know nothing about New York. She can grow up here. Like, nah, you. I don't know where you're going. Like, no, we're not doing that. That we're not doing. She's not just going to just roll with you and run with you because I don't know where you're going. I don't know who you're going around. So we're not doing that. So remember, the old Don and the old him was with fight and all of that. So now my son is grown. My nieces and all of them are grown. Nobody don't have amnesia. So he was like, yo. So my son goes, listen, all jokes aside. You know, my mother, she extended. We all did. It's a house full of people in there. We don't care if he was in jail or not. If you swing on her, we're going to swing on you. Now, she made the preparations to get you so you can be with them and you can chill with them the whole nine. But what we're not going to do is you thinking that she's 17, 18, 19 years old. She ain't that. She's a mother, a wife, and a grandmother. So we're not doing that. And that was it. But that's not this conversation. The conversation is, you know those red flags. You know the things that you shouldn't be doing. You know it. Now your friends and your family, if they telling you, because they care. They don't want you to experience that. They see the good in you. They see the light. They see that, yo, you are meant to do great things. The problem is, you don't see it. And the sad part, I don't know about y'all, but majority of people in color, don't argue with me, go argue with your mama, tell you my experience. Whenever we try to help people, the person that's doing the helping becomes the jealous, the fucked up. Oh, Listen, you know how many times from my kids to my family to my cousins to my good girlfriends, right back then, not now. I love them now because we, we can correct each other and we know it's coming from a good place. And we do better. See, back then, yo, you know, you sure you want to date him? Like, yo, he's fucked up. Oh, you just jealous because you don't got no man. Nobody say nothing when you was doing that or when you was doing that. You're like, that's why I already been down that road. I don't want you to go down that road. But see, people, when they know they wrong, They'd rather point out your your fucked up things. Cause it's deflecting. I no, no, don't don't look at my shit. I already know I'm feeling bad. But it's not to make you feel embarrassed. No one's getting out in the street talking about you. I'm in front of you. Like, yo, you can do better. Yo, your life. No, you become the target. Cause they ain't gonna ever correct the motherfucker that's that's in their life that shouldn't be there. Oh, they ain't gonna correct them. Not at all. They'll correct the person that's trying to help them to save them. Oh, why don't you mind your business? But see, when shit go left, now they want to come back. The best person, and I love her for this to this day, real talk, wanted to say, if you continue to fuck with him, you ain't fucking with me. 
Because that nigga is toxic. He's broken. I'm out. I'm grateful that she did that. Because when that nigga left and did all the fucked up things, I had to handle that. And I'm not mad. Because how many times do you want to try to save somebody that's constantly falling down the spiral? Well, sometimes it's not meant for you. It might be above your pay rate. Instead of me watching you suffer and go through pain and just see you make bad decision after bad decision because of either the persons that you're around or the person you wait or the shit you're doing, I don't want to be a part of that. So guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to remove myself. No fucks given. I don't hate you. I hope that you get healing. But what I'm not going to do is sit here and co-sign onto this bullshit because of the shit you're doing. I'm going to leave. And I love her for doing that. That is a great... That was the only friend I had. Real talk. Because everybody else was, girl, it's okay. A piece of man is better than no man at all. Oh, my God. He going to fuck up. That's okay. No. Mm-mm. No. Don't do that. Oh, I'm going to mind my business. But you know, when I walk out of rooms and walk back in, she's so stupid fucking with him. You know, he fucking over there. You know, he tried to talk to me. I fucked him last week. I felt, I don't know if y'all ever seen the fucking movie with Julia Roberts. <laughs> Give him something to talk about. I was in the middle of the projects in the square. Everybody, all my friends was there. I said, everybody that fucked my husband raised their hand. Because y'all all sitting here in my face. Y'all fucking him. I'm not mad. I don't give zero fucks. I want y'all to make him happy. I want y'all to be in his life. Because he ain't got to be in mine. Real talk. I had one girl come up to me. Her name was Trina. She was like, I'm just asking. Because it seemed like everybody else don't want to ask. I'm going to ask. Is it okay if I stop fucking with your ex-husband? I said, first of all, you don't never have to ask me that. Ex is, I said, you know what ex mean, right? She was like, I said, you do know I got married again. Yeah, uh, yeah. You can do whatever you want with him. I, I give zero fucks. See, everybody thought, I don't know what they thought, right? Or maybe they thought they had to come up or, you know, I'm going to get one up. Whatever they thought. I was happy he wasn't getting on my fucking nerves. So, go for it. I mean, I had friends, like, girlfriends that were friends that I assume... And they were just like, I was waiting, you know, because he's a good listener. He he is. Maybe it was you. Oh, okay. Maybe it was. You're right. Maybe it was. I I asked to get my ass whooped. You're right. You're right. And it was me. I said, you're right. And I moved on. And then when I seen them later on, they was with somebody new. And I was like, uh-uh, girl, what happened? Oh, girl, I can't fuck with him. He's narcissistic. He's too controlling. He don't give no money. Oh, you thought the shit that I got that he gave it to me? <laughs> Girl, I did have parents. I did have a job. Uh, no. no, I was broken. I wasn't stupid. <laughs> like, no, girl. I still traveled. I still do shit I had to do. You thought that all the shit I got came from him? <laughs> oh, girl, some of the stuff. Not all of it. No, girl. <laughs> Baby, oh, I had a good laugh that day. I'm serious. Because they were like, he's cheap now. What happened? You must have fucked him up. No, girl, wait, boys. My father worked for the airlines. My mother was working in the airlines, too. Wait, hold on. We, we didn't rent our house. My mother and them owned their house. 
Wait, wait, wait. Wait, boys. Oh, you thought that he was buying everything for me. Oh, 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 oh. See what you get when you mind the business that don't pay you? <laughs> and I kept on going, girl. Oh, that was funny. Every time I think about that shit, that should be funny as hell to me. Oh, my God. <laughs> Give me a mini chunk. They really did. They thought that shit so well. I mean, like I said, I ain't have everything name brand, but I had my share. But my parents made sure, and I had a little job here and there. So they just thought that everything my son had, my kids had, they was lacing us up. Oh, God. He lived in my mother's house. We didn't live with him. Like, are you stupid? I'm sorry, y'all. Please forgive me. Woo! Okay, so now that's over, right? So, they perception or the the forced reality that they painted in their head was what they thought. So, when they found out that he's really known to give a chick $20 and he don't buy your own food. He'll buy the food and give you a little bit of it. He don't. He don't. Uh-uh. No, no, no. No. And he don't go to restaurants. He'd rather go to the bodega and get a plate and tell you he'll take the top and put a little food. I never get Side note. I said, yo, come on. We're going to get something to eat. He said, okay, we're going to Johnny's. Johnny's passed away. You know, the dude used to be on 109. I said, I ain't eating in that shit. So I'm going to a fucking restaurant. I said, I got to taste for some goddamn Olive Garden. I said, come on. Oh, for real? Yeah. He said, oh, okay. So we go to Olive Garden. <laughs> he said, um, what you what you getting? Cause you I don't eat everything you eat. I said, Oh, you thought I was gonna you was gonna get a plate and share? What the fuck is wrong with you? I said it just like that. <laughs> no, no, you order your stuff, I order mine. He said, Tell you no lie. So you paying for it? I asked you to go, right? You you pay the gas? You you brung us here, right? Yeah. I said, you can leave the tip. Oh, oh, okay, okay. I was like, what? <laughs> I had to sit down one day, and he was there. I said, you know, it still baffles me on why I ever talked to you. I said, but now it made sense because I was in the dark place. I didn't think I deserved love. I didn't think I deserved anything good. I didn't think that I should even go and follow anything. I lost my son. I lost my brother. You know, my life was upside down. I just, I didn't know where I was supposed to go. So I choose somebody else that was just as broken as me. And instead of working on me, I ignored everything about me and tried to point to you. And that was the worst thing in the world. Because all the signs was there. I said, but I made a pact with myself to never be that broken again. Never allow myself to be that broken. I said, through therapy. He was like, what? You in therapy? Yeah. Therapy, actively, changing the people I was around, investing in myself, knowing that I am capable to do so much more. I said, and I started healing, setting boundaries and doing all that. 
he was sitting there with an attitude. So the truth hurts. Real talk, the truth hurts. Especially if you're emotional and you know all this shit is true. You don't want to face you. He said, I'll, you will never be nothing. I will always, he was in Kings Park, never forget it. He said, you will never be nothing. I will always be better than you. I got money, you don't. I am real. You're nobody. He said, so sit with that. I said, I would expect that from you. I would. I said, I wouldn't expect anything else. That I would respect. That that whole response. I said, because that further lets me know that as I grow and heal, and I hope one day you do, that I know where I found you is where you'll be at years later. Ladies and gentlemen, let me explain to y'all. If you go right now to 109 and God Brewer Boulevard, you either see him sitting in his car, sitting in the chair. Right where I found him on the boulevard is where he's been for the last 30 plus years. Right there. Right there. Besides being in prison, back there. Some people don't want help. Some people don't want growth. Some people, they sat in this shit so long that it don't have a smell and they're comfortable with just being that. And when you come with your healed ass and you're striving and you're getting therapy and you're conquering, your, you're doing shadow work, you're doing all that to get yourself back and you see a person like that, they will not support you. They're going to attack you. They attack your character. They attack how people view you, all of that. Because they'll never see anything positive in you. Because they allow someone to kill their light. So, how the fuck? You can't even take your candle and light their candle. Their shit is wet and warm. It's, it's not even there to be light. And you, your candle may not light their candle. But the one thing is, I know how it feels to be broken. I know how it feels to be in a dark place. I get that. I was there. I was. And I'm grateful for everyone that did not give up on me. I'm grateful for those people that told me the fucking truth. Because I needed that. I didn't need the, girl, You can, he still love you. I didn't need those friends. Because even till this day, they'll still tell you that same shit. Because that's what they're used to. I stayed with the friends that were like, yo, you can do better. Yo, I know you joking. Like that? Nah. And I knew it came from a good place. Because they love me. And they see the light in me and they wanted me to do better. Just recently, a friend of mine saw my ex-husband. And they were like, damn. <laughs> you know, like, yo, you know, D went to Haiti. You know, D was, D was traveling. You saw on the news, you saw. They said, yo, didn't you tell her? Because, yo, I be listening to her podcast. Didn't you tell her that she wasn't going to be shit? Well, I want that kind of I'm not going to be shit. Because you still sitting here on this boulevard, man. Like, yo, she didn't lie. Like, yo, man, fuck her. You saw what she did to me on YouTube and you see all that shit. And it was like, yo, you still didn't get it. You didn't get it. Yo, don't you want something better? Man, I'm living my life. Man, I'm living my life. 
It was like, yo, the best thing she did was walk away and heal. We detach to people that are just as broken as us. We get so stuck and scared. It's not a bad thing to ask people that for help. Scary part is asking those motherfuckers that don't even know how to help themselves. But if you see someone coming out of the darkness and they, they're healing and they, they good and they sharing their story, you ain't got to ask them what precautions. Nah. Keep getting inspired to dig yourself out because they're handing you the map, the candle, and the fucking shovel. Yo, use that so you can get the fuck up out of there. Being around people that don't wish you well, that's not supporting you, that's always, if you are in a relationship and you're constantly battling with each other, that's not a relationship. That shit is not cute. Oh, he jealous of me. He make a scene. He jealous of me. No. It's a grown-ass fucking man. We We not kids. I should be able to walk in a room with a bunch of dudes and know that I got a good man at home. Why I'm looking at this. That's the one thing I love Craig about. Craig said, yo, I can be in the whole room with all these beautiful women. Yo, I got fucking steak at home. What the fuck? Nah, I got my partner. I'm good. And people would be so mad about that. Oh, how you know she ain't cheating? He said, if she is, she gonna tell me. Not your ass. And it's true. But we get these, I don't want to say low vibrational. I'm just gonna say these people that are stuck, that are stuck. That their lives, they're stuck and they're just scared and they settled and some unfolded and some of them are like, yo, I don't deserve anything good. But you do. You deserve the world and even more. You just have to believe it. And it's okay to say, yo, I'm scared or I don't know or I need help. It's okay to say that. Oh, but they're going to talk about me. They're talking about you now. I just told y'all in the last podcast, the empty truck is the one that make the fucking noise. Why are we worrying about them? If you know you're scared, you know you need help. But see, the part that hurts is you actively making a change. See, I had to actively, I don't know why I walked up to SES, but I got in school. I started focusing on me, my kids. I didn't go and argue. He wanted that. I didn't, I, for what? Nigga, you kept on cheating so, in my mind, I can't, there's nothing I can do to make you happy. Go and find your happiness. Now, this is where the women fuck up. Oh, he cheating. But I, I know, and they guilt trip a dude, or they constantly be there. Oh, but what about the kids? What about, this motherfucker don't care. He don't care. He don't care. He don't want to be there. So, let him go and find his happiness while you go ill and find yours. See, I got dumb. I allowed it to come back. And I got my ass embarrassed. You know, later on, maybe about a year or so later, I um, I saw one of my classmates. And they was like, oh, my God. And, they, you know, they were saying they graduated. They was working in different places. And I was like, yeah, how's everything? They was like, yo, we was waiting for you to come back. I said, no, I was embarrassed. They said, look. Even the teacher and the principal, the director, they was like, yo, somebody call her because, yo, we want her back. Like, it's okay. Is she okay? Like, you know, we know it's not her fault. And the dude 
that look how life was. The dude that's, you know, with the, oh, you know, I'm trying to get with her, whatever. He got kicked out because he started fucking bothering other women in there. And they were like, yo, we're just here for a class. Like, yo, you're doing some creepy shit. And he got kicked out for real, for real. So, but she was like, yo, you should have came back. Like, yo, we really missed you. She was like, girl, I ain't had nobody to copy my notes from or nothing. She was like, we didn't, she said, believe it or not, like, we didn't even, like, acknowledge him. We was like, yo, she had, she did say she had left her husband, and we just wanted to make sure you was all right. She was like, I'm happy. And I was like, yeah. She said, you wait him? I said, nah, he in jail. So he doing 22 years. She was like, look. She said, man, you should have came back. And I was like, yeah. And if I, if I was to say I had a regret, that would have been one. I should have went back and faced it and finished. Maybe my life would have took a differently different turn. But I didn't. I didn't. And I can't cry with spilt milk. That's another thing. When you're around motherfuckers that's not good for you, you miss a lot of opportunities. I did. I missed a lot of opportunities back then. Where people wanted me to jump on their teams. People wanted me... Even in SCS, the lady was like, you know, if you want a side job, if you can handle it, you can work in here, you know, uh, showing the students around and helping. She said, we'll pay you. Because I was really good with talking to people. But I was like, no, that's okay. And I missed those opportunities. Because of, yo, the, when, you, when, you, when you refuse to heal, I don't want you to settle. I don't want you to take this and if this is any way you yo start working on changing your life get your exit plan yo just do you i know it's scary it is it's scary starting over i ain't gonna tell you it's simple you know you may not have the support that you really need but as you go and you start healing man support will come out in the in the places you would least expect for real don't just miss this opportunity of staying with someone or staying around people that don't support you and love you. For real. This is your season of detoxing, letting go. I'm ready to detox from July 10th to the 30th. That's 21 days. I'm ready to detox. Flush my system out. Oh, I'm ready to redo my crib and everything. Because I need it. I need to recalibrate myself again. It's not just about saying, yo, I got this together. You need to be a complete human being. You need to make sure mentally, physically, financially, spiritually, and environmentally, you're a whole person. There's no more skipping steps. I can't tell you what to do and how you should go about it if I myself is not doing it. Because I got to. I don't want to be that person that's telling you to take care of your health and I'm over fucking waiting under love. Nah, we ain't doing that. We ain't doing it. I'm going to show you before I tell you. I love y'all. Have a safe holiday. I'll do a live tomorrow. But have a safe holiday if you celebrate it. If not, just relax. Take the day off. Okay? And be good. <laughs>